0: the genie oh mm-hmm. the shazam shazam yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it didn't happen Sorry. that's the
1: one thing though that <laughs> i don't understand
0: kazam happened
1: kazam happened with shack but i don't right. understand how collectively i don't buy it i don't buy it eric i don't see how we collectively mistook sinbad for shack or shack for sinbad they don't, they don't you look don't think anything the, like... you don't think the
0: power of suggestion could have been part of it you know yeah
1: yeah well you could be right I don't know. about
0: that I don't know I'm just'm uh,
1: I'm, I'm just I'm 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 kidding but I'm still gonna stand <laughs> even though I'm joking I'm gonna stand by the fact that I'm not joking and I'm gonna believe this little conspiracy in my mind
0: yeah,
1: yeah. that well, there I mean, was it was in fact
0: cool. a mean...
1: movie a genie movie with sinbad called shazam wow (laughs)
0: like like welcome to accelerative thrust your source for misinformation yes
1: Citizens of Earth, I'm Dan, and I'm Eric. Welcome to Accelerator Fest, where we discuss and review underground, experimental, and misinformation, mm-hmm. uh, with a focus on the Iowa misinformation music scene. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> now, the Midwest music scene. Yeah. Now the the misinformation comes from uh, comes from uh, my mind, and I apologize if everyone is 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 offended.
0: Yeah, where, but, where is it? What? Oh, your mind.
1: <laughs> I don't know where it is. It's it's uh what's that Pixie song?
0: Uh, uh, debaser. That's the one we were thinking of.
1: I'm trying to remember the lyrics.
0: Debaser. The lyrics have to do with um, being on a raft and um, uh-huh. fish following you around. Okay, well that's where my that's
1: where my mind is. Yeah, I don't
0: know why the <laughs> lyrics are about that. <laughs>
1: Did, does anyone know why any of Frank Black's lyrics are what they are?
0: Oh yeah, that's I a mean, good point.
1: He's got that um slicing up eyeballs line.
0: Yeah, which... that's about it. That's about a movie though.
1: Oh, is it? Hmm. I didn't. I didn't know that. What movie is? it? Do you know what the movie, about, the movie
0: is? Uh, let me think. It's an old movie. It is French. It is silent. Let me look it up. Mm-hmm. Un, Shane. Andalou, which means an Andalusian dog. Hmm. It's a Salvador Dali movie. And yeah, they totally slice up an eyeball. Wow. It's cool. Yeah, that is. And a a little spoiler, a little little behind the scenes. It's actually just a a lamb's eyeball, not a human's. So
1: (laughs) It's another living thing's eyeball.
0: It is actually a sweet ass movie. Like it is really something. I'm, interesting. I'm
1: sure if it's by Salvador Dali, I'm sure yeah. that's
0: freaking well, amazing. Well, says here on the internet, Lou Louis Bunel, also Salvador Dali. Yeah, yeah, it's a really cool movie. You should you should all check it out. It's only 20 minutes long, so Frank Black. What, what he got to lose? Some,
1: Frank Black was into some obscure shit. Sounds like yeah, or I don't know. Is I don't know if that's considered obscure. I mean, I've never I, heard of it.
0: You know, I think as far as avant-garde silent film, it probably is somewhat well-known. I don't know. It seems like that could be a genre that has uh, many layers and lots mm. of things to learn, I guess. Yeah,
1: um, kind of like the like the eraser head syndrome or something. Mm, I wish I had that.
0: Yeah, me too. That is Obscure, one of my well-known. favorite movies. <laughs>
1: That, it is
0: hilarious it is it's visually just a trip you should watch that and just pretend it's a really dark comedy it, it's it, it's really fun and you'll be rolling on the floor laughing about it when they bring I, uh, out those little chickens sure just come up like regular chickens. yeah i i remember i remember I'm the just first watching time it I, in my brain right
1: now i know the first time i saw that movie it was uh I, yeah I, I had no idea what i was I, of course i was like 14 years old or something
0: yeah it's 14, it's weird years. when you watch something weird and kind of a I don't know off-putting if not outright offensive and then you kind of want to share it with people but then you're kind of nervous about it like i was probably the, about the same age as you just said about 14 15 when i saw razor head mm-hmm. and i tried to share it with my friends and some of them reacted very negatively to it yeah (laughs) but i still do it i honestly just did it last night um my friend nick was over and um i showed him this internet animation movie called and no one oh no one listening should watch it because it is terrible i have actually i actually me and my friend brandon watched that yeah it's been out for uh, about a decade um and and i felt really bad for having shown it to him <laughs> i think it i think it, it bothered him and i felt terrible so i guess what i'm saying is if you find something you really enjoy um but it's also highly problematic and malicious in its intent and you and you're ashamed of it then you should just trust your shame and not share it with anyone
1: yeah, I, I learned that the hard way, actually. That, that's a really good way to put it, actually, uh, because I, I learned the hard way that my interests very rarely are going to align with the interests of other people, and I learned mm-hmm. that. Uh, okay, so the guitar player in my band, his sister really liked um, a song off of, like, the mollusk or 12 golden country Greats, mm-hmm. and we were at ragged records yeah. and they had a copy of the pod
0: mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: yeah and uh she picked it up because she's like oh i really like the song I'm like you're gonna love it yeah just like not not thinking about the fact mm-hmm. that like okay this is somebody who's only heard like the pretty side of Ween. what's a ween or at least the
0: well-made yeah, the well-made, <laughs> it, exactly,
1: exactly. The well-made side of Ween. And uh, she took it home and she like gave, she she called up Luke and she's like, what is wrong with your friend Dan <laughs> <She's>, like, <laughs> recommending this? And uh, yeah. then freaking uh, Luke is like, yeah, why did you tell my sister to, uh, you know, buy the pod as like her first album from Ween? And I said, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. It just, it was one of those, like, impulse recommendations yeah. where I'm just like, well, hey, you know, I like I like it, so everyone else must.
0: Well, you know what they say. If you can't handle wean at the pod, you don't deserve wean at the mollusk.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I've never heard that, but yes, I'll, I'll follow that.
0: <laughs> I think I may have made it up, but I stand by it.
1: Oh, okay, well, <laughs> so that would explain why they... The they thing, what they say.
0: Oh yeah, they right. Yeah, they. Uh, <laughs> anytime I'm about to make up some bullshit, I just say they say, and then no, I say, say, say the bullshit, and no one really ever calls me on it because they're like, well, they they must say that.
1: <laughs> are they ever? Are they ever like they? Who's they?
0: <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know the internet. Look it up, dude. <laughs> yeah, and of course <laughs> that's how I win every argument. Whatever, dude, just look it up, and then no one ever looks it up. So, 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 oh, yeah, no, go for it. (laughs) So,
1: we got ourselves another local roundup.
0: You
1: ain't from around here, are you, boy?
0: This is okay. Number three, (laughs) number this This is... is number three we can't yeah. stop this yeah. is becoming a they might be giants podcast it is. i don't it... want it to be i mean yeah i i i'm just i the thing is i'm sure those exist somewhere and i don't listen to them and so i assume no one else does either. <laughs> <laughs> so, you're doing a lot of assuming tonight, uh, i know and you know what they say <laughs> about assuming it makes an <laughs> asshole out of you and a dickhead out of me is this another one of those internet things where like i'll just be like
1: Hey, what are you talking about? And you're like, look it up on the internet.
0: I actually, that, that I made up. Oh.
1: <laughs>
0: okay. All right. Okay. Sweet.
1: Cool. All right. Here we go. <laughs> so we're doing the local roundup again. And the first uh, release that we're going to talk about is from this group out of Des Moines, Iowa called Safe Space. <clears throat> and this is a, uh, a an album called Give Me an Eye. This band's bassist, Joey Denton, reached out to me and he listened to our local band review episodes and loved it and said, you know, some really nice things about the podcast. And I just want to say thanks to Joey and Safe Space. What I'll say about it, it's definitely a mixture of metal and hip hop for sure. So I don't think it would be, necessarily fair just to call it like a rap metal band but i also think there's a lot of um pretty cool stuff happening i think it would be kind of fair to call it new metal a little bit but i also think that there's some hardcore influence i think the per- performance and production is really good i think the singer does some pretty interesting stuff with his voice he definitely um does has a really really well-rounded screen um, and he sings in some really interesting sort of styles, which at times kind of does remind me of an influence maybe picked up by Mike Patton a little bit. Um, also his voice really reminds me a lot of Jonathan Davis uh, from Corn as well. But yeah, uh, the music is, uh, it's pretty chaotic. I would say it's um, really tight. Um, I think these guys, are definitely going for something and they're making no qualms about going for it. It is what it's set out to be. And I think you have to respect that. I will say this this might be something that I would have been more excited about when I was younger. But that being said, I really, really enjoyed listening to this. I'm pretty sure that they probably put on a really great live show, really great performance. I could definitely tell that their heart is in it. And um, I would say, I don't really have much more to say about it other than, I mean, if you're a fan of Deftones, Corn, Faith No More, Incubus, stuff like that. Um, Also, maybe even a little bit of thrash kind of is thrown in there as well. I'm gonna say the song "True Colors" uh, was my favorite one because there's a really interesting, drastic vocal change in the middle that really I had to kind of go back and re-listen to it because uh, I just thought it was really cool and really well done. And so, so yeah, uh, what do you think, Eric?
0: Yeah, I I don't I'm right there with you on most of that. Um, I do think there are two vocalists. In the band, oh On okay, Spotify it says that Johnny Dice and G Walt are vocalists. So oh,
1: so that might explain the yeah. uh, the drastic changes
0: that I'm right. talking about. Yeah, okay, and, or, gotcha. or even done at the same time sometimes. So sure. those probably sure. are overdubs. And yeah, I it's funny that you said you probably would have been into this at a you know more at a different time because it does bring up the idea of um sort of like revivalism uh to an extent which i think we'll probably have to bring up a couple of times in this episode and it's hard to to figure that stuff out like you know if it's a revival of a revival especially it's kind of like well doesn't that just mean like uh negate itself a little bit and it just becomes the thing again like a double negative i don't know right. how to explain that um but yeah, this definitely fits into, I don't know, some music that, um yeah, it's heyday was a while back. But like when we were talking to Steve Maul on the last episode, that stuff that he really loves and had a big influence on him. So it's like, sure. you know, those same things are influencing people now to make music. So it's not really like a revival. It's like truly being inspired by it. It's kind of. Mm-hmm. Hard to explain. But anyway, yeah. Save Space, I thought was really cool. Uh, I thought that it took a lot of chances. Uh, musically, it went all over the place. Metalcore, rap metal, alternative metal. One of the songs, No Plastic, was almost like funk. Mm. Um, and all of the playing is super tight and exactly what it's supposed to be. And it I don't want this to come off the wrong way, but it it kind of, the music itself feels almost like a delivery system for the vocals. And I, I don't want to have that sound dismissive. What I'm trying to say is the music is played so perfectly and tight that it's never distracting. And so mm-hmm. it really lets the vocals shine. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, the vocals are cool. Like I said, I, there's two of them. And they pretty much cover every metal style I can think of. No joke. Like, I, I, yeah, a very Mike Patton approach, for sure, if not some of the tones. But um, I also hear, like, Dillinger Escape Plan with some of the more, like, hardcore kind of screaming element. But then also it gets growly and low-key, like, clutch sometimes. It gets pretty and melodic. Um, Like the Deftones, it gets uh, kind of funky and rap-oriented, kind of like 311. The dichotomy between the really low guttural vocals and like those pretty vocals makes me think of Fear Factory quite a bit. But yeah, like you said, the vocal kind of fry sound of Jonathan Davis for sure. And then, yeah, like I said, Patton. Uh, Yeah, it... It's really well done stuff, very experimental overall. I mean, when you take all those parts separately, it may not seem that it's experimental, but when you put it all together and it happens within every song, you know, they just take a lot of chances and they pull it off. And I I don't know, I was I thought it was really cool and it was reminiscent of, of stuff I haven't heard in a long time, and so I welcomed it and yeah, super cool stuff.
1: It was also, I, I I just want to say real quick, mm-hmm. um, it was kind of a breath of fresh air, too, to kind of hear it again, yeah. you know, hear that kind of uh, style, and also just being done so well. And also, I'm glad you brought up the groovy elements because mm-hmm. that's one thing that I neglected to mention in my review. This thing definitely, without a doubt, has a groove to it as well.
0: Yeah, and that's kind of the clutch element to it as well, you know? Yep. Somewhere between 311 and clutch, I think you end up with the grooviness that's on this. So Sure. Sure. Yeah. Cool stuff. The uh first record I'm going to talk about is called The House Flies. It's the Glimmer EP came out this year, it looks like. Um it was made by A Riggin of the group I'm going to mispronounce it now Is that uh, how you would say that? Yeah,
1: I think it is Murnau.
0: Yeah. But- whom I listen to their stuff and like it a lot and I've yeah, been they're, trying to get it I've been trying to work it into this show for a long time. So. Yeah, they're
1: they're fantastic they actually yeah. played a muscatine last summer
0: Oh really? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's cool yeah. stuff um, this is quite a bit different though um, I would say this falls somewhere between sort of old school new wave post-punk maybe some not metal influenced uh, industrial if that makes any sense so I'm not really talking about Ministry or KMFDM, but uh, maybe some other things that, you know, maybe more like uh, in a Nine Inch Nails kind of vein. But yeah, uh, the guitars are cool. They're very sparse at times, like just playing kind of angular, disjointed lines, but then they get into this, like, just sort of full-throated, shoegaze, epic guitar stuff. And the thing is, it kind of uh, flies under the radar because... The synths and the electronic percussion are so prominent that the guitar and the bass, sometimes you don't really notice uh, what they're doing, but it, it is really, really cool stuff. It's really moody. Uh, it's really, I don't know. Yeah. It just had a really cool industrial edge to it that I loved uh, really cool synths, the production was awesome, very intentional arrangements and production. Like, every sound fills the space that it's supposed to fill, and it's completely unimpeded by other sounds. It's it's really sparse and just uh, really well put together. The vocals are delivered in sort of a a high and warbly kind of sound, like purposefully kind of shaky and vulnerable, um, kind of like Brainiac or Flaming Lips, which doesn't seem like it would fit with this style. And it's not really presented that way either, just tonally similar. I would say as far as how it's presented, I think it's very theatrical and like almost gothy, like She Wants Revenge or like Bauhaus or whatever, but mostly uh like Kevin McMahon uh, who goes by Prick, vocally it reminded me a lot like of Prick. And um, I'm sure I've said it a thousand times. Uh, Prick is amazing and everyone should listen to that as well as The House Flies. But yeah, I, I loved it. I would. I think Apple might have been my favorite song. Uh, there's a really cool portamento synth on it. Like the portamento is set really high so it just glides like... Oh, gracious me. Was I raving? I don't know. It's really good. If you're into kind of the lighter side of industrial or even the like, or like goth stuff. Uh, I think you would really enjoy it. What'd you think, Dan?
1: Yeah, I thought this was really, really cool. Um, I think, um, um, Alex did a, a really excellent job on this for sure. It, um, definitely is music that creates a, um, an atmosphere to me or, or like, um, as they say, a vibe, I immediately just kind of thought of like the, uh, dark atmosphere that surrounds like Twin Peaks and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Uh, but also it's mostly just like, yeah, you know, you hear like the program drums, guitar, bass, and then there's that huge synth element that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. The vocals, I actually really liked it because it was almost, I don't know, hidden by like this, I don't know if compression's the the right word, but yeah, the vocals were almost, almost had this like, I don't want to say buried, but it was it just had this effect that this ambience, like mm-hmm. a haunting vocal effect But at the same time, you could you could hear it very well. It wasn't like it was completely buried in the mix or anything. It just it created this this vocal effect that I really enjoyed. Um I think you're spot on with uh, the prick comparison for sure. Mm-hmm. Also, um this may sound I don't know, this may or may not be valid in a lot of other people's minds, but it also, his vocals reminded me a lot of uh, the Mechanical Animals album by Manson, Um, reminded me of like, the vocals on that record. Mm -hmm. And even, I would say, the music and the influence. And then this is going to sound a little weird as well. Um, But I also think there were hints of like, Connor Oberst and his vocals as yeah, odd as that kind sure. of sounds yeah. like almost like a, um, there was like a vulnerability to mm-hmm. it as well that, um, and I think maybe when you're describing the warbling sort of effect, maybe that's the reason why I was picking mm-hmm. up on something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's just a tad bit, but there's a lot of emotion in it. It's, mm-hmm. it's really dark. It creates a feeling. It creates a lot of emotions. And, um, yeah, I mean the stuff that it kind of uh put me in mind of a little bit. Um pretty much everybody who I mentioned, but also like Bajas. I would say a little bit of New Order, maybe a touch of Two Way Army, The Cure, and and maybe uh some stuff that I've heard by Juju. Hmm. Um am I saying that right?
0: Juju?
1: Juju? Yeah. Juju. Yeah, yeah. Really fantastic stuff. I um definitely should check it out for sure. I think if you're a fan of, like, goth music, uh, dark music, moody, atmospheric music. That's all here. So mm-hmm. so then the uh, next uh, thing that we're going to talk about is a solo project from somebody who goes by the name of Jacob fucking Martin. The name of this group is Mock Tag, and it's 74 West, and it's from the Quad Cities. And so, and I assume it's pretty sure it's a solo project because on the band camp and all the info that I found out about it, it seems like he plays everything on on this. But the best way that I can describe this music is I think it's just really well done, quirky, sort of poppy, alternative punk songs um, or just like quirky pop songs through a punk rock filter. There's definitely like... um, some start-stop rhythms in parts of it um, that almost kind of, to me, give it sort of a DC discord influence, uh, like the hardcore, the post-hardcore. So we're talking like uh, Q and not you and uh, maybe a little bit of Shudder to Think and a little bit of Fugazi and stuff like that. But at the same time, I would say that this it's it's at times very catchy sort of rock and roll. And one of the things that I really like about it is it's, it's kind of hard for me to pin down exactly some of the structures and some of the, I guess, for lack of a better way to describe it, zaniness of it and sort of the way that some of the songs kind of have a herky jerkiness about it um, reminds me of the band, the adverts or like, Mm -hmm j retard at times Mm -hmm. and then other times it's very um i don't know early replacements um i think jake's voice is fantastic for this stuff and it's just really interesting and so yeah it kind of also definitely has like that solo i guess sort of bedroom pop element to it a little bit too but i mean i think it's also it's pretty like heavy not not, not like in a metal sense or even a hardcore punk sense, but there definitely is like some distorted guitars and stuff like that. And it also kind of has a feeling of spontaneity that I really enjoy. It's really, really fun stuff. And uh I would say that if you're a fan of that kind of stuff that I just mentioned, Guided by Voices, I'd say even... A little bit of Nirvana, Sebado, Fugazi, Super Chunk replacements, but then also, as I mentioned earlier, the adverts, a little bit of a little bit of a garagey side. It's not, it's not too garagey, but yeah, overall, I just think this is just quirky, really well done, quirky indie rock, I guess, is maybe the best or indie punk would be the best way that I would describe it. Um, and that's one of the things I really like about it again, is that I just I I can't necessarily put my finger on it i don't know maybe eric has some better
0: descriptive words than i do what do you think eric um yeah so i actually did sort of uh think of it a little differently than you i i feel Mm -hmm. like um for me this was very much this is what i was talking about earlier with the revival revival Uh um so to me this was very similar to like the post-punk revival oh, okay. of the early like I don't know two thousands. I don't know. I guess I'll give my list of things that reminded me of first, and then I'll go through that. Um, but yeah, it it reminded me of that indie rock post-punk revival. Uh, so like the Strokes, uh, Hot Hot Heat, um, things like that. That's really what I heard in there a lot. Um, that's not to say it's derivative by any means. I thought it was really cool, really great songs, like overwhelmingly great songs. I was pretty shocked and surprised by just how seamless and mature the songwriting was. Um, the production's really crisp, glossy. It's rhythmically really diverse, even within the same song. Like there's, I think Dance at Start Stop, I would say it more like it just changes instantly a different rhythm a different part it, the same part with a different rhythm like it's always moving a lot of cool song styles and i think this was something that was really popular with that post punk revival stuff um so you get sort of like rumbas in there and like pop punk and just like rock and roll and it all lives in the same world it's like whatever you want it to be it's super good continuously engaging. Like, I don't think you could ever get bored listening listening to any of it. Like, you don't have time. It just keeps changing and being amazing. The only thing I'll say about it, and this is, I don't want to sound like some old man trying to tell people how to do things.
1: I just want attention.
0: But I feel like this deserves a better cover than it has on uh, Bandcamp. It's just sort of a handwritten note kind of thing. And that's cool. I like that uh, sort of irreverence or whatever. But I just think that all the work that went into this and how amazing it is, like it deserves an image to go along with it. So anyway, our next record, this comes to us from Pokey's Records. Uh, it's called Thought Wrong. I believe this is self-titled. Just came out. It's awesome. I mean, really, I, I loved it. Like loved it, loved it. It might be the the best kind of hardcore kind of thing I've heard in a little while for me, based on my tastes, right? So <laughs> I think it's 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 important to reiterate sometimes that the, the our opinions are um our opinions. Yeah, well, you know that's just like uh, your opinion, man. So don't take it the wrong way. I like your band too, (laughs) but just for me, this really, uh, checks a lot of boxes. So it's, uh, I would say it's old school hardcore. I would say that it, uh, verges on skate punk. I would say it doesn't quite get to crossover or thrash, but it is in this kind of very small, uh, realm where it's hardcore, And it's like, like I said, kind of like skate punk, but it's like kind of more crushing, a little more brutal. But yeah, it's it's fast at times, it's crushing. Uh, The the guitar tones are awesome. The bass is doing exactly what it's supposed to do for this kind of stuff. The guitars are chuggy uh, and brutal. There's also some other crazy guitar noise happening uh, at times. It's very rhythmic. I loved all the Tom work on here. Um, Really nice circle pit centric breakdowns, if that makes any sense. Like it's very much that style of hardcore to me with just the wide open hi hats, you know, just going pretty wild. Um, Some blast beats breakdowns. Like I said, I don't know. I I can't really say enough about it. If you're a fan of old school skate punk hardcore, it's, it's, phenomenal, and it sounds exactly like it should, and it's really well done. I love the vocal delivery. It's really, um, it it has an urgency to it. It has a a kind of a fed upness to it. You know, it's a little um, frustrated, and I think it it works really well. So as far as things that it sounded like to me, uh, suicidal, like vocally, especially, But even just some of the parts of the songs, I guess you would say, movements or whatever, it kind of reminded me a a lot of Suicidal, but also um, Circle Jerks at times. And like the heavier side of this stuff though. Like, I mean, you could say Black Flag and, and things like that, but it's gonna be the kind of the heavier, slower kind of crushing parts of that. So Corrosion of Conformity, Things like that. I I, I just loved it uh, from the first note till the end. I was just like in love with it. Oh, yeah. What do you think, Dan?
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, honestly, Eric, you you just pretty much said it all. I um, I'm pretty much almost verbatim almost <laughs> what what you said. It's really punishing from beginning to end. Really short and to the point. And um, there's a lot of elements that kind of remind me of, I I would say straight up, it is old school sounding metallic hardcore punk for sure. Um, There's a lot of, there's some elements that kind of remind me of some of the youth crew stuff that was coming out of like the Mm -hmm. eighties. Like it, it's just, yeah, it's, it's just, I, I would say this probably is my favorite hardcore band that, so far that has come out on pokies and that's no disrespect to all the other ones. Cause mm-hmm. this label has been killing it. I mean, yeah, every release that has come out has literally been just amazing. Um, and I think um, it's exciting to me that we got a record label like this in mm-hmm. 2023. That's just putting out some really great tapes mostly hardcore punk, but not afraid to experiment uh, by putting out something like Moody Marlin as well. But mm-hmm. this, this was just, um, yeah, it was four songs of just pure terror. It, it just, it really just kind of knocked you down and never let you get back up. It just heavy as hell. I mean, mm-hmm. and Yeah, I I would agree with you. Suicidal Tendencies, that's one of the first things I wrote down. I think um, it also reminded me a lot of Void. There actually is some really great guitar work on this Mm -hmm. as well. The riffs are just, I think, outstanding. Um, And when you mentioned uh, Circle Jerks, um, and then you kind of said, yeah, you could say Black Flag, that's also, I I, I wrote down Black Flag, but I Mm -hmm. specified my war. You know, yeah. um, Bane, I heard a little bit of something like Bane on here. Um, Inside Out, which is uh, Zach De La Roca from Raging Against the Machines, old mm-hmm. hardcore band that I mentioned on here before. Mm-hmm. And then also like Gorilla Biscuits, Youth of yeah. Today, I, all kinds of stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it really, this this was just um, a, an exercise in just really good, intense, old school, hardcore And also the album cover, I think, is
0: amazing. I was just about to mention that. Yeah, it's like a take on American Gothic.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely amazing.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. that's One thing I was going to say, too, and I didn't put this in my review because I didn't want to turn anyone off, but I will say when the guitars are really chugging along, the tone that it reminded me of the most was old school anthrax. Like mm, uh yes Scott Ian's rhythm guitars, a very similar tone. And some people that might sound like they're I don't know, it depends on what you think of anthrax. I freaking love anthrax and I love that tone. And so for me to say that it really it's an amazing guitar tone. And it's yeah, and I think all I th- throughout this. So
1: I think Anthrax, more than any of the big four thrash bands,
0: mm-hmm. had
1: had the most um Hardcore sounding back, you know, yeah. like, like a hardcore background. Like, right. mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I would agree with that for sure. Because there's, there is a lot of like thrashy kind of chuggy parts on here mm-hmm. too. There, there really is like a metallic element here for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, really fantastic stuff. Um, Once again, I mean, I kind of feel like at this point, Pokey's records uh, can't go wrong. Everything they put out has been yeah. amazing. Doing great. Absolutely. And then the other label that um, I'm becoming very familiar with uh, out of Des Moines that I'm really liking everything I've heard on as 5CM Recordings, who put out the full length from this group who we reviewed their EP a while back, but they just put out their full length, which was recorded at Flat Black Studios by Luke Tweedy. It is the uh, guitar drum duo of moscow puzzles and the name of this record is cicadas are sensitive to parallel lines so they're a two-piece from des moines the guitarist is tobin hoover and the drums is tony andrews i think um i apologize if i'm saying that wrong now this is a full length but there is only five songs on here um but they're all pretty lengthy and um this just came out about a month ago. Yeah, it. This, I feel like this is just continuing on the path of just really good, raw but sort of um, natural sounding uh, rock instrumental music, post rock instrumental music. There's a lot of um, improvisation maybe going on around. Uh, you know, this time around, maybe more so than the EP. The riffs are extremely melodic. The guitar tones are fantastic. There's, you know, some tremolo and reverb going on. But I also just really like the way that the uh, the guitars and the drums sound. I think the production is fantastic. A lot of really interesting song structures. And sometimes I kind of, the way that, the songs are kind of approached reminds me a little bit of jazz a little bit. Mm. Cause I do kind of feel like, I feel like it's definitely, they definitely, you know, kind of wrote some stuff and it's, it's sort of, I guess, for lack of a better way to describe it, calculated and, and tight, but I kind of feel like they veer off into some, I don't want to say jamming. It's not, it's not like it's sound, you know, it's not, they're far from a jam band. I kind of hear them getting lost in the music while they're recording this. And I think that's a a fantastic thing. I really like the sort of less is more appeal of this as well, because they are just a two piece. And um, I think there's also very much um, in a much different way, but also kind of similar to the House Flies. I think that there's kind of a cinematic element to this as well. Um, but in a different way. But mostly it's just really good guitar work, uh, really good drumming, and uh, makes for a really um, sort of atmospheric instrumental indie rock record. I would say that if you like doobiness yet quirkiness of Slint, Cancer, Conspiracy, Tristeza, Juno, maybe a little bit of like Sunny Day Real Estate musically as well, um, I think that this is this is the record for you, man. And and I just I really, really enjoyed it a lot. And I also just want to give a shout out to Moscow Puzzles because they have been huge supporters of the podcast. And so thank you very much for creating this music. And uh now on to Eric. What'd you think, Eric?
0: Yeah, I liked it a lot. Uh it was a couple years ago, actually, when we reviewed the EP. I know that sounds crazy, but... Um, that
1: is crazy. Because wow. I looked
0: back at my notes from that episode. Episode 54, I believe. Um,
1: wow. Hard to believe that this is going to be, yeah. what, 94? I think that's right.
0: Wow. The year I graduated. <laughs> 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 that's the first my i I've ever told <laughs> Everything... I'm going to edit that out. No one gets to know anything about my real life. Everything is untruthful <laughs> on this show. Uh, okay, so yeah, I um, I thought it was really good. I think I've met Tony and Tobin a couple of times um, hmm. in life. Um, they are both cool people, but yeah, it's really long, kind of immersive post rock, right? And that's sort of the surface description of the whole thing because in reality. I was hearing something a little different this time mm-hmm. around than last time on the EP. Um, it seemed a little more sparse and raw. Mm-hmm. Like kind of a little less cinematic, I thought, than mm-hmm. the last thing and most other post rock. Like it it is something different. It I found it to be a little more like post punk sounding, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Like it's like post-punk sounds in a post rock uh presentation i know that's long-winded but yeah but yeah so like the parts go on for a long time i think there's a lot of looping happening otherwise i don't know how they did it unless it was a lot of overdubs but yeah so there are a lot of layers and things like that but most of it is clean guitar you know like it does have a lot of effects in places but it's never like washed out or like i don't know how to describe that like it is atmospheric because of the atmosphere they they present and and manufacture but not necessarily like it's calm or mellow or you know just floaty or something like this right. is all very deliberate so right um very tight intentional playing yeah the parts will go on for a while and then it'll just switch on a dime and you know that they know what's happening uh, and it's really pretty amazing But yeah, like I said, a little more closer to post-punk sounds to me, like television guitars or like Sonic Youth or whatever, but just stretched out longer. Yeah, they're not afraid to explore some new territory. There's some dissonant kind of plotting rhythms and stuff. But then, you know, in the next minute or so, it's gonna be kinetic and really pretty and has a lot of energy and so it it goes a lot of different places but yeah things that i thought i also thought slint like i said already television sonic youth and then as far as the post-rock side of it maybe like explosions in the sky or mogwai but yeah i i found it to be i don't know how to describe it it was more like instrumental rock than it was post-rock if that makes sense like I think it had to me. It felt like it had way more to do with like Don Caballero than it does Godspeed You Black Emperor, and, and that's a weird take. I know, but yeah, that, that's it, what I felt. The the rawness definitely is there, and that's yeah. I'm
1: gonna just say that that's one of the things that I'm really liking about the direction that this group mm-hmm. is in. But I just I don't know. Maybe maybe like I kind of want to go back and uh, re explain what I was talking about when I talked about the jam element to it yeah it definitely sounds like it they they knew like what you were saying Eric that they knew what was coming Mm -hmm. but I just I guess maybe I'm I was sort of thinking to myself that like if I was playing this music it would be hard for me to not get lost in it yeah and I think Mm -hmm. that that's I I don't know. I kind of hear a little bit of that. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? I hear a little bit of them, maybe just getting lost in the music a little bit, because I think it would be really difficult for, for you not to, if you're playing like this sort of moody instrumental Mm -hmm. sort of rock. And so I just, I want to make sure that nobody misunderstands me as trying to say that this is jam music and I don't want to turn anybody into a certain direction because this definitely is not jam music. This is, really tightly controlled like you said instrumental rock music with definitely that has like a post-punk element to it for sure it's
0: yeah fantastic there's, there's noodling
1: but it's controlled noodling exactly exactly <laughs> exactly yeah controlled noodling i like that a lot uh,
0: uh,
1: i just wanted to i guess i wanted to elaborate more on what i was trying to get at there because I, I was sure. i was struggling with trying to get that out how how i was trying to think about that you know
0: yeah. And and I, yeah, I agree. I, I don't think personally, I don't know. I think, I think how we had the discussion about using the term pop music sometimes feels wrong. Sometimes right. using jam band also feels wrong. It does. But, yeah. you know, a lot of people like that stuff. I like some of it. And sure. so, you know, it's not always a bad thing, but I do think this is a little, more intentional and distinct than a lot of jam band music
1: so absolutely so yeah that was that was that was my thing is i just don't want you to think that i'm trying to say that they're they're a jam band because it definitely Mm -hmm. is not that by any means in case there are any non-jam band fans listening
0: but if there are
1: (laughs) if there are any jam band fans also listen to
0: this yeah i I think think actually you'd like it anyway
1: yeah i think i think Everyone who's listening to this should listen to everything that we say.
0: I agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> including the uh, single of the week, which is Absolutely. also local because this is the roundup. Uh, it's a uh, single by a group Good Morning Midnight. the The songs are The Loner and the B side of the single with the United States is Mind Control. Good Morning Midnight's a project of Charlie Cacciatore. He's been doing it for a long time. Um, the other players, Griffin Clark, Aaron Knight, and Cole Hadsky. But yeah, I really, I really like this a lot. It felt a little different than the other Good Morning Midnight stuff I've heard. And maybe that's not accurate, but it felt that way. Um, it's very power pop oriented. I, didn't want to have that be what I landed on as far as a descriptor, but it just is. It's very like power pop, but also kind of pop rock, classic indie, things like that. Uh, it still takes a lot of chances. And so I don't want it to sound like this is just mindless fun or something like that. It, it's really great stuff. But yeah, The Loner, really just great sounding, great performances. I love all the extra vocal embellishments. It's like every third or fourth word, there's something that happens to the vocals or a background vocal to lift it up or support it. It's really cool. The guitar solo at the end is phenomenal. It comes in with this feedback that goes on way too long, and it almost sounds like a synthesizer. And then you realize it was guitar feedback. It's very surprising. I probably should have left that um, spoiler out, but anyway. Uh, great song uh the united states is Mind control is also a really fun example of that power poppy sound it gets a little wilder with the guitars and uh, way more wild with the vocals this one also has a really interesting ending too i won't spoil it but yeah i i thought it was really fun and i thought it was really well done and just a clean sound clean production and songwriting overall I, don't, I mean, I'm just going to name some things that I hope they're not offensive. I don't know how else to do that except to tell you what I heard in there. You know what I mean? So uh, Cheap Trick, uh, Andrew WK, uh, The Replacements. Um, this is going to sound weird, but like Rick Springfield or maybe Billy Squire. I don't know. Something in that realm. Uh, tripping Daisy to an extent with sort of the, the weirdness that happens. But yeah, that's how I uh, came out of it. I just thought these are really poppy songs that are also rock oriented and just really fun. And uh, yeah, I had the loner in my head for like two days, so it's great. What do you think, Dan? I'm pretty much in alignment with everything
1: you said. Uh, again, I I would say it's this is some of the most rock and stuff I've heard in a while. It it has a. Uh, I also kind of think. Um, somewhat of a glam influence as well Mm, i mean mm -hmm. like i i wouldn't say that this is you could i could almost hear like some of this guitar work especially on the loner more so the loner i I could hear like um cc deville tones a little bit you know what i Mm. mean yeah Uh, sure a a little bit it's just really rocking yeah i mean i would i would classify this as just really good midwest rock i haven't gotten a chance to listen to the other good morning midnight mm-hmm. stuff i'm totally in agreement with you on cheap trick i think cheap trick is definitely a great comparison here definitely the replacements a couple of uh groups that um you didn't mention that this really reminded me of one mm-hmm. is the hold steady mm. like and then soul asylum this this reminded me a lot of nice. soul asylum now yeah. that might be uh I don't know. That might be a stretch for some people, but I Hmm. really do think that because Soul Asylum has that sort of old school element to them as well. Like just old Mm -hmm. school power pop element as well. And then I would also say, and this might be an even bigger stretch, but I would even say there's some elements of Van Halen here as well. Ah, Hmm. Um, Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's just really fun, melodic stuff. Now the second song, I think, actually takes quite a u-turn um Mm -hmm. it's i can see how it's the same band but it's a lot punkier and when i say like punkier it's not they don't turn into a hardcore band or anything like that i would say like that song it still has all those things that we talked about i mean the replacements after Mm -hmm. all like had some faster songs but Mm -hmm. i would i would say that united states is mind control maybe has all of those same things but then adds in a little bit of Husker do and a little bit of maybe mm. the stooges to it as well mm-hmm. or something like that. So really good stuff. I, uh, my only complaint about it is that, uh, it was only two songs. So that means yeah. I'm going to have to go back and listen to more stuff. Cause I'm really, if they're capable of switching it up on just these two songs mm-hmm. to that degree, uh, I can't wait to hear what they can do with a full length album or even yes. an EP. So mm-hmm. really, really good stuff. Uh, great job good morning midnight
0: yeah good stuff nice yeah wow we really talked about some stuff we talked about some stuff and uh wow yeah you know these local roundups are super fun i think we could do as much local stuff as we can and you know and never really be running out of stuff so i I think if you are listening and you want us to talk about your band and listen to your music just send us a message for real and we'll do it. I I mean, mean, you guys, we want to know
1: it may, it may take us a little bit to get to it, unfortunately, Mm -hmm. but in all honesty, guys, all, you know, all of you listeners out there, um, for real, uh, just send us a message. And if you got something that either you're in a band or a Mm -hmm. friend of you happens to have a band or a friend of yours has a band or something, let us know about it. Um, and I mean, we're not just talking just Iowa either. Illinois, we you know Eric yeah. and I talked about it. Illinois, um, Omaha, Wisconsin, Wisconsin, Wisconsin Minneapolis, Minnesota. Madison. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we're wow. happy to listen we to go. we're happy to listen to music as as much as possible, and we want to try and keep you know our friends and people who we don't even know making music around Iowa because that's what keeps things yeah.
0: exciting. And also, don't be. Um, scared off. If you are making music that you think might be too accessible or something, right. Don't don't feel that way. I like, we listen to everything. So yeah,
1: we listen to um, everything. And if you're playing and you know, like something that, you know, sounds like top 40 pop radio and and you're from Iowa, we want to hear you. We're not just going to be reviewing avant-garde noise music the whole time i mean
0: if it were up to me
1: (laughs) we're just saying that we're willing to give anything a chance
0: yep absolutely so i guess that wow we really took care of fucking business there
1: (laughs) (laughs) we really did there should be some sort of expletive at the end of this i feel yeah because
0: we we took this way too seriously we really,
1: <laughs> I know it's out. Of, it, it feels out of character,
0: doesn't it? I know. You? I don't like I it, but I, I mean, <laughs> just so everyone knows, we're not pandering. It's not <laughs> like that. It's just we really do enjoy doing this and enjoy hearing from you guys. But absolutely, one hundred. We're not going to be like you know. Don't forget to smash, smash the subscribe button. Smash, smash. We're not going to be like that, you know, because right, that's not who we are for for real and a legitimate way it's super fun to do this and we'd love to hear from you absolutely yeah and with that fuck shits not bullshit farts (laughs) oh god well i don't know Uh, that's i think we did a good job
1: (laughs) that's a wrap thank you for listening and uh yeah
0: yeah all right see y'all next week Because I
1: I learned the hard way that my interests very rarely are going to align with the interests of other people.